So, March 11th, <clears throat> 2018, got a sore throat, so excuse me. Uh, yesterday, Georgia fired Mark Richt, uh, excuse me, Mark Fox. Um, and uh, they will, they're in the midst of uh, figuring out who the ne next head coach at Georgia will be. Obviously, if you're on dog posts, and I appreciate all the subscribers, uh, we've got a lot of them. And uh, you should be a subscriber to dogpost.com, D-A-W-G-P-O-S-T.com. Um, if you're a subscriber, then you know uh, a lot of the reporting that I've been doing about this, we've been doing about this. And um, where it will take Georgia is not always super clear, but <clears throat> it does seem for the moment that both Tom Crane and Thad Mata are guys that you should be paying attention to. Um, I don't know if anyone met today, but I know for sure that Tom Crane is going to be taking an interview. I can report that. What I don't know is um, if Thad Mata will take an interview for sure, because I don't know that certainly, but it's hard for me to believe that, that he won't, because I think that he's got um, he's one of the folks that Georgia is very, very interested in. I'm just putting this chair up, so excuse me. It's one of those days in the leggy household. Um, spring football is right around the corner. But, you know, the big thing is, you you know, whenever you make a a, a change from someone that you've had for nine years, um, that's a pretty significant move. <clears throat> um, we'll see where Georgia goes here. There's a there's 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 it, there's issues with every single pe person that is sort of in the mix here for Georgia. I mean, with Tom Crean, um, the criticism of Tom Crean is, hey, you know, this guy has had some severely talented rosters at Indiana, and he didn't get him to the Final Four. Well, he got Marquette to a Final Four, so that matters. There's something to be said for that. I think that there's the notion with Tom Crane that he can be abrasive. Um, but that was while he was at Indiana. And sometimes you do wonder, like, you know, did Mark Rick learn his lesson? Or learn lessons, not his lesson. I mean, Mark's time just kind of ran out of Georgia. I think he was great for a long time, and then it just didn't work as well. Um, same thing with Mark Fox. I mean, his upside was not nearly as good. But... Um, Sometimes it's just time for a change, but with Thad Mata, I mean, and of course, it's kind of complicated for me because I'm reporting and I also, obviously, what I'm known for more than anything else is expressing my views, my take on what I hear, my take on what I can report. I mean, to me, it seems like Thad Mata would understand the situation at Georgia better than anybody else. Would that mean that he would be the best person? It seems like it to me right now. I don't know if he is extremely interested or not. Um, that's a good question. Uh, I don't know anything other about, about what I'm going to say here uh, next, other than I would keep a, a look on, out for um, for Earl Grant, uh, College of Charleston. Maybe not this go round, but uh, in the future, he's been a very good coach at Charleston for two years now, for sure. He turned their program around completely. It's got them in the tournament. They totally can beat Auburn. I'm not saying they will, but they totally can beat Auburn. I saw College of Charleston play two weeks ago in Charleston, and they definitely can win that game. Auburn has not looked good lately. So Earl Grant's name is going to pop up there too. I just don't know if Georgia's going to wait around. I think that 
I think the reason why Thad Mata makes the most sense is he's been at a huge uh, public institution like Georgia before where football is king, and he made basketball really matter at Ohio State. There's only one year, which was his last, this past, you know, year ago, that he didn't win 20 games. And it wasn't all the other time that he was at Ohio State, he won 20 games or more. <laughs> Got him to the Final Four in two different decades and won, I think, it's six conference championships. So with Mata, with Crean, you've got big-name coaches, uh, one of them playing in a national championship game um, twice. Well, Ohio State played in it for sure against the Gators in 06. Now, the biggest concern with that, Mata, is not anything that anybody doesn't already know. You know, is the guy healthy or not? And the problem with that, if you're Georgia, as a potential employer, is you really can't go down that path. Someone's going to have to f figure that out for you and pass that information along. You're playing all around with HIPAA violations if you ask someone if they're healthy or not. So that's not, so that's something they're going to have to figure out. But I, that's who I, just in my opinion, that's where I would go first. Um, but let's just see. I mean, I don't think that Chris Mack is going to, Chris Mack is the head coach at Xavier. And he, they are a number one seed for the first time, I think, in school history. He is the massive favorite to get the Louisville job. With Pittsburgh coming open, you could see maybe um, some situations there uh, with some change. I don't think UConn affects Georgia at all. I don't think Ole Miss affects Georgia at all in this particular situation. Um, I, I'll say this, and I, I wrote this last Saturday. If you if, if you didn't read, if you're one of the people that did not read what I wrote about what the future can be for Georgia basketball. Go check it out on Dog Post. You know, it, it's it's an extremely bright future if you choose to to use your natural resources, which are is the talent in the state and the AAU uh, AAU world that exists in Atlanta. If you use that as a ladder rather than a hurdle, you will be able to get where you need to go quick. And I say that as a product of the AAU system, if you want to call it a system. Of the, as Jeff Schultz put it, the underworld, which is ridiculous um, way of putting it. Um, that is AAU. I mean, Matt Harpering went to Marist and played AAU for the Georgia Trojans for years, and so I, I don't know why we're we're calling it that. I don't know if I need to call him and sort of get his take on the underworld that is AAU. There's there's bad things in every institution. Churches are corrupt at times, and there's there's so I think we're a little bit um, overstressing the negativity that that AAU has become accustomed to to bringing on itself. Um, it's it just seems like a cop out to me. Uh, my my coach in high school was Jack Waters, and he played at Mississippi. And uh, he grew up in Indiana, and so he he knew Mississippi well. I mean, he played at Ole Miss, all-conference guy or whatever he was. I don't know. He played in the NBA. And um, we would talk in the 90s about Mississippi and how he would say that they would use the Rebel flag as a convenient crutch. We can't win because of the Confederate flag and all this stuff. Well, it's not the same thing, 
but Georgia's kind of got to get past that everyone cheats in basketball bullshit. I don't think you really want to have that discussion right now, period. Um, first of all, it's overdone. It's an ignorant thing to talk about because most of the time kids are not cheating. Okay. The vast majority of the time kids, runners, agents. <clears throat> but if, if we want to have the discussion about the one to three, maybe let's just say 8% of kids that are getting paid. All right, let's have that discussion. Georgia doesn't have to recruit those kids. Okay. Not every kid in the state of Georgia is getting a paycheck to go play at Auburn or um, wherever. I mean, Sharif Abdul-Rahim went to Cal. You think Cal paid him? Maybe they did. I don't remember that. You think Tech paid Matt Harpering? You think, um, you know, enter the name of whoever it is that went, Jeff Shepard got paid to go to Kentucky after they just were on probation, massive probation, um, or Randolph Morris at Kentucky. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I, I, I know it happens for sure. I mean, I'm confident it happens in football and basketball, for sure. I'm very confident. But it's it's just the dumbest argument to talk about. Because it's it's such a small sliver of the kids who play and that Georgia plays. And it's just a false narrative. And do we know 100% that Mark Fox's program has never committed an NCAA violation? Do we 100% know that nothing has ever gone wrong there? I don't know anything as far as that's concerned. I don't think so. But I don't know. But once you get your team out there on the court, it doesn't matter how they got there. You're competing. That's it. I was at the Final Four that Louisville won. Louisville won the national championship. You can take it down if you want to. That's stupid. Um, that's just dumb. That's all there is to it. Period. And, uh, you know, we can't correct everything. We live in a, we live in a reality we, need, we live in a world where reality is that people cut corners. Bankers, people in churches, um, administrators, uh, finance people, uh, husbands and wives. So let's be a little less sanctimonious and let's just get down to who wants to win? Do you want to do it, quote unquote, the right way? Great. Then, then that's great. But just accept that if you're doing it the right way. There ain't no complaining. There's no crying in baseball, as Tom Hanks would say. So let's 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 not talk about that anymore. Let's be done with it. I'm going to talk about it because people won't shut up about it. What I'm saying is, let's quit using that as an excuse. Period. I mean, Jack Bowerly, and I don't think that this was. I don't know enough about this situation other than to say I'm not sure Jack Bowerly. I think Jack Bowerly ate a little shit over something in 2014 that I'm not sure how serious it really was. Well, he won, he's won a bunch of national championships. Is is he cheating? No, not that I'm aware of. So my point is, my point is, before I get a phone call from Georgia saying, "What are you talking about?" My point is, let's let's you know, if you want to be holier than thou, you, you know, one of your most successful coaches got caught on the carpet by the NCAA, and for, for something I would argue was silly. So let's you know, let's not go too far down that path. Uh, Georgia is not perfect, nor nor should they act like they are. That Mark Fox was not an elite recruiter or was not a functional recruiter for where he was is the reason he was let go eventually. That Mark had 
what he felt like was not support from the athletic department or support from Greg McGarity or whatever you want to say, uh, because maybe the contract was different or whatever, you know, I, I applaud him for not bringing that up. That never really seeped out. I think I reported a week ago or two weeks ago that Georgia would have canned him a year ago, but Mark, excuse me, but Greg didn't quite feel like he had the, um, political capital, if you will, to do it last year. Well, as it turns out, apparently that Mark Fox had been feeling this way for about half a decade. So you don't, nobody wants to be in that situation. And I think that it is best for all parties that this change. Mark Fox can do perfectly well in a lot of different situations. I think it would be ideal for him to get back across the Mississippi, more towards the West. I think it, he would be a better fit at a high mid-major, like not a mid-major, high level, non-power five, a Mountain West school. Like, I mean, obviously Nevada, those guys, Colorado State, schools like that. He could really do pretty well there. Some of us, people like me, we're not made to work for ESPN or the New York Times or Washington Post or these like really great organizations. And, and I'm okay with that. I get that I'm not the best reporter. So you have to find what you're good at and do that. Mark has not done anything wrong here. I just think that it wasn't the right fit. And Georgia and Mark tried to make it fit and make it work for too long. And after a while, it was just kind of like, all right, and this, this is a question I wonder about Dan Mullen at Florida. See, he's going to a new situation where he's going to have to go out and recruit high, high-level players. What he did at Mississippi State was unbelievable for Mississippi State. For Florida to be the number one team in the country, they're, I'm not saying they're used to that now, but they've done that before. They just want to win the national championship. That's it. So... What you do at state is not the same thing as what you do at Florida. So the expectations, because you're a Gator now, are ramped up dramatically. When Mark was at Nevada, the expectations were not as nuts, if you want to call them nuts. At Georgia, with the way the league has changed, with the TV money, with the amount of kids in the league now, I mean, there are some legit players at multiple schools now. This isn't just a Kentucky show or the Gators you know, now Tennessee is relevant. Auburn won the league this year. Kentucky won the tournament. Florida's going. I mean, this is the best the league has been. It's not great. I mean, it's not the old Big East, but it's better than it's been in a decade, say, when LSU went to the Final Four. Um, so, generally speaking, the entire league is up. Georgia finishes 12th. And everybody wants to talk about how great a coach Mark Fox is. Fine! Not arguing that one way or the other. He can be a great coach if you want to say he is. If you want to say he's a bad coach, that's fine. He's not a he's not a very good recruiter. This is not where he needed to be. That's all. That's it. He's not he's not a, an evil person, and he's not walking on water. It's just that. It's and it's only that. He this guy has been good in the community insofar as the Watkinsville group is concerned. He's not been causing trouble. His kids have been. I mean, from all I understand, are, you know, smart, impressive kids at, at Oconee. I mean, there's nothing to complain about there. He's not been some clown like Rick Pitino. That's the disaster. Or Larry Eustazy at Colorado State. He's behaved himself. He's just, he's done the job. 
And now it's time for a change. That's it. So that's, that's all. And now, but now it's time for something new and it's time for Mark to get a chance somewhere else. Period. I mean, he's, now he's too good not to get a shot somewhere else. But like you read this stuff in the Atlanta paper and it's just like, I, I just am, I am dumbfounded sometimes reading stuff. Not, not always in the Atlanta paper, but like I am dumbfounded reading things sometimes from either national people or I, I just don't know if they're just not basketball people or, or, or like if, if, I don't know. I mean, Mark Fox is a good coach. He's not like we're not talking about. You got to have him. Obviously, you don't. Georgia just fired him, and they made the right call firing him. So, you know, let's not act like this is some sort of they're making a mistake. They're not. They could have done this a year ago or two years ago. It's the same thing over and over again. The next person's got to come in. Job one. Ashton Hagens, get him committed and signed. Get him signed is, is job one. And I think that is totally possible. Okay? Totally possible. That, you know, I, let, me, let me say one more thing before going on to the, what the future is. And I don't know what happened with, um, I don't know what happened today that they chose, that the kids chose not to play in the NIT. That is a bad look. That is a bad look. And I'm not going to sit here and lecture 20-year-old kids who have gotten up at 5 o'clock in the morning and done the work and, and have done none, no dumb shit. But that is a bad look. And I, I would regret that if I were them. Because that, this you know your last chance to play and do all for all the work that you've done for either months or years... And you're just, you're not going to play. It's a bad look. I did not like that. As a, as a former college basketball player, not a very good one, but one that did play nonetheless, I thought that was a bad look. And I, I didn't understand it. I think they should play. If they play with Fox, great. If they play without Fox, great. But I, I think they should have played. I mean, I, I, I think that is, that is a bad look. More, more than anything, it's a, it's just a bad look. I didn't, I didn't get it. Someone here is asking on Twitter, are they angry? I mean, I'm sure they could be angry. Uh, I don't, I, you know, my, my coach at my institution was fired. Um, and we can act like he retired if we want to, but he was, it was his 29th year and it was time for a change. It just was. But the way you do things is as important sometimes as, as what you've done. And um, I'm glad that Greg McGarity learned the lesson from last time when firing a major coach and that just don't be up there. There's no reason to. Um, I, I don't think Greg, I mean, I think Greg has handled this about as well as you can. He did not handle the Mark Rick thing very well. But I just think that optically it is a bad look. A lot of those kids will be major players for Georgia for years to come. And, you know, you do all that work. And let me tell y'all, it is work. Uh, practice is work. At least it was for me. It was not fun. So yeah, they probably were pissed off because I know that as an alum of my institution and serving on the board of trustees at the time, I was pissed off the way uh, that that or that co coach sponsor was let go. The coach that I was at college, I didn't like that. But I think you have to m move on and and take it from there. The kids. 
You know, maybe they just didn't want to. It's their body. It's their life. Uh, they can do what they want to do. But I, I don't think it was a good look at all. Because those kids fought pretty hard this year. They really did. A couple of questions. Do you see any players transferring? Not that I've heard of. Um, and then here's a question about uh, money paying at Georgia. So I have a little bit of a financial background in budgeting. I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm an accountant. I'm not. I don't think money is going to be an issue for Georgia. I also don't think, I do not think they will overspend. A lot of these basketball situations, they are people are overspending um, on these buyouts. They are crazy. So that's one thing that if Greg and them are doing their fiduciary responsibility, they will make sure that they don't get way out in front on some nutball buyout. I mean, Thad Mata, I think, is still owed about $10 million. It's probably fewer than $10 million, but it's in that ballpark. That's a lot. And um, that that's that's not what you want to be in a situation. Uh, uh, Tom Crean, I can't remember how much he... He was due a few million dollars, if my reading of the thing is, is correct. You know, we we got free information and stuff um, on the Iowa State coach. That would be a four and a half million dollar buyout or four million dollar buyout, just off the top of my head, for Pelham at Iowa State. That's not happening. Georgia Georgia is not paying four million dollars. That is a major hurdle for him to get a job anywhere other than Ohio and Iowa State. And he won the conference last year in the tournament, and I think they got in the Sweet 16. He had a losing record, and that's a brutal league, but he had a losing record in conference play. So I look, I, I think I think it was a bad look for the kids not to go ahead and and do that. But um, you know, now you move forward. I would say job one is getting Ashton Hagens in the boat. Um, if you can do that, this team pretty much could have the Alabama's type season, uh, at the same type of season that Alabama did this past year, which is was a dominating point point guard or a one who is really really good, and then you just take it from there. Um, you know, Ogbede is a perfectly adequate, if not above average, uh, big guy. You've got uh, Hammonds who really came on uh, at the end, number 10, whose name I can't remember, who really played well. I mean, the younger kids have played well. Tyree Crump doesn't know a shot that he dislikes. I mean, every time the ball leaves his hands, he likes the shot. So there's going to be needs to be some shot discipline with, some, with, with him. But when he gets rolling, he can put the damn ball in the basket, which is what you want. I think the other thing, too, is, let's. I mean, no matter what the makeup of your team is, considering your audience... So you're going to be playing about 18 home games a year or something like that. You need a better pace. I mean, playing the game in 60s, that is not going to work at Georgia. You need to get the scoring up. It needs to be exciting. People are used to not winning, so maybe adapt to that. And I know coaches have their way of playing. When I played in college, we we grinded it out. But we had a 45-second shot clock. Georgia had 30 has a 30 second shot clock. You better get into your offense quick. You better and I know I'm getting into some sort of inside basketball stuff but there's nothing wrong with having a transitional offense. I mean, there's nothing wrong with, you know, coming boom straight into it just like a North Carolina who is is known for their secondary break. Get the ball and go and run your offense and and just run your offense straight out of your, you know, fast break that didn't turn into a layup. There's nothing wrong with dribbling the ball down hard to the block, and if it doesn't show up, 
your big guy or your three or whoever's trailing, I don't know. You can get right into your offense rather than calling a play. I mean, and of course, people will learn how to defend against motion. They will learn how to defend against... There's a lot of different stuff you can do. If you've got Hagen's... I would high ball screen the shit out of the whole conference and make them stop him. Make them stop him. Let's say he's not a lottery pick in 2019. If he's a lottery pick in 2020, he's going to be a hell of a player in 19 and 18. So, you know, I would high ball screen him. Ogbede might not be the ideal guy to come and, and high ball screen with him, but, but the kid from Savannah could be. There's a lot of things you can do. And I'm sure, you know, I mean, I'm not, Bart Fox knows way more about basketball than I ever thought about knowing. So he just chose that style. I'm just saying that you can, you can use a different style. Um, you can be quick. You can, for lack of a better, for, to translate to football, you can go fast like a, uh, you know, you can go fast like a, uh, an Oklahoma get up to the line, Auburn, You can, that, that's the same thing. You're still playing offense, but you're probably at a quicker pace. You always have to be able to execute in the half court in basketball. That's just how it goes. But I just think Georgia should get out of transition quicker into its offense and go from there. That's all. And, you know, they defend well. That's one thing that Georgia did a great job of for a long time under Mark Fox. They were a great defending team. But it's time to put some more points on the board. That means better players. And that also means probably, I mean, it's going to have to mean style of play. Again, the 30-second shot clock is a pain. If you don't get into your offense, you're going to be concerned about, you know, the shot clock violation. Or, or just that you're getting into your offense with 18 seconds to go. I mean, then you can only do one or two things. I don't know. It's just things I notice. I, I scream at the TV a lot with basketball, and it's not exclusively when Georgia plays. I mean, we watched, when my friends came down, uh, <clears throat> we watched probably, I'm going to guess, 50 games this weekend um, on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So, well, Friday, Saturday. Uh, and... Uh, you know, you just want to see good basketball. It's 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 not this notion that Georgia can't do it. Um, I don't know where that comes from, but it's completely false. Um, they can win a national championship in basketball. I guarantee you, they can. I don't think I'm I'm not going to be guaranteeing you that they will, but they certainly can. And if institutions like Butler and Michigan and uh, people like that are playing for the national championship. Georgia totally can. The Gators, I mean, there's a lot. Of, Oklahoma was in the Final Four not that long ago. There's a lot of schools that have succeeded, and Georgia hasn't. It's, it's Georgia's fault. Uh, Thad Mata or Crean? I think right now, I think Mata is the better fit because of his experience at Ohio State. Had he not been at Ohio State, I think my opinion would be different. And I'm saying this only knowing so much about both of these situations. We're going to continue to update you with the basketball stuff. Hopefully, <clears throat> I will have more news. It will be uh, in written form over on dogpost, D-A-W-G-P-O-S-T dot com. Sorry for the rant. I think some of y'all like that. Some of you don't. But uh, nonetheless, thanks for joining me here on Twitter, YouTube, and iTunes, as well as SoundCloud, as well as dogpost.com. My name's Dean Leggy. Go to dogpost.com right now, and we'll see you on the flip side.
Hello.